0: you have the chance to win a spring super sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. We hire officers to keep us safe, to come ready and willing to face danger on our behalf. What happens when they cross the line? In the last few years, we've heard many accusations of officers abusing their power, planting evidence, lying, shooting recklessly. Rather than enforcing the law, these officers were accused of disregarding it. But it's one thing to accuse an officer of misconduct. It is another to prove it. Often, the person accusing an officer of wrongdoing has done wrong themselves, a criminal. Who do you believe? This is one of those stories. The man accusing an officer of crimes has been convicted of many himself, a gang member. It starts with him in an Escalade planning a burglary. You're listening to Repeat from KPCC. I'm Annie Gilbertson. This episode, a burglar accuses an officer. It's April 2011, around 8.30 in the morning. Tennell Billups drove his Cadillac Escalade through South L.A. in an area called Florence Firestone. It's unincorporated, just outside L.A.'s city limits. Billups passed row after row of houses. Many of the windows and doors were covered in bars. They're meant to keep people like Billups out.
1: I was low on money. I was going through some problems with my with my kid's mother. And i seen an opportunity because somebody was gone from home, and I pulled over. And I'll admit, because I know I was wrong, I shouldn't have done that, but I was there to commit a burglary.
0: Billups is on the phone from a California prison where he's serving time for two burglaries, including this one. According to Billups and official records, the crime went down like this. Billups kicked in the back door and ransacked the house, tossing things over, throwing open drawers. He stole jewelry, a wad of cash, money from a little girl's piggy bank. She had slowly been saving, dollar by dollar, for her big quinceanera party. Someone saw him.
1: And the neighbor, she seen me go in her neighbor's house. When I came out, she had already called the police. The police was there.
0: Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies said they spotted Billups leaving the house. Light-skinned, black guy, early 30s, blue sweater.
1: He just screamed, and he said, put your hands up. And I turned around and took off running.
0: Deputy Gonzalo Nzunza stood on the front sidewalk, his partner nearby. Deputy Nzunza aimed his long shotgun.
1: And that's when he just started shooting.
0: Deputy Nzunza's shotgun blast hit Billups in the back of the leg. He stumbled. Pellets from the blast sprayed out past him. And according to department records, pummeled the wall of a home.
1: I hit the ground, and my Julian was pumping, so I sprung back up so fast, and I kept running.
0: According to court records, Deputy Nzunza chased after him. Nzunza's shotgun jammed, and he struggled for a moment before tossing it to the ground. Nzunza then grabbed his handgun. DA records show he fired four more times at Billups. One shot ripped through the lawn. Medical records show Billups was hit in his butt and his back. Each time, from behind.
1: And all I was in my mind was run because they're trying to kill me. Run, take cover.
0: Police are not allowed to shoot suspects for running away, but official records said Deputy Inzunza had good reason to shoot. That Billups had a gun and pointed it at Inzunza. Inzunza said he feared for his life. Billups claims he didn't point a gun at anyone. He says he was trying to get away. Right after the shooting, Bilops took cover behind the back wall of an apartment complex nearby. He fingered the damage,
1: and I'm sitting there feeling the wounds, like, "Wow, this is crazy."
0: His heart beat quickly.
1: I was in fear for my life now because I've been shot before, and I know you can you can you can actually die, you know, from being shot. Yeah. So now I'm scared. I don't want to go out there and they, and then they shoot me again. So I don't know what to do, and I just I just ran and hopped another yard into it, and I ran into a garage. And there, there I called my mother, and I called my uh, girlfriend and told them what happened, that the police, police have shot. They shot me, and, and, and all I did was run from them.
0: Just picture this for a minute. Billups, bleeding, hiding in a garage with sheriff's deputies outside. A team of officers assembling a massive response, quickly and aggressively, to arrest this guy who is reported to have a gun. Inside, Billups is amped up from being shot, and he just starts making calls and sending out text messages. He called his mom. He called his ex-girlfriend, the mother of his two small boys.
1: I was bleeding and stuff, so I was like, if I die, I just want to let him know that I love him.
0: Laniece Venters remembers picking up the phone.
1: He's like, I'm going to call you back, I'm going to call you back. And I was just like, where are you at? So I just immediately got on the freeway. I drove down there, when I pulled up, I saw his car. And I just seen a lot of helicopters. I mean, he just kept saying he getting cold, and I didn't know what to do. I just made a friend with a neighbor. She helped me with the baby because...
0: Oh, you had a baby with
1: you? Jordan.
0: That's Phillips' son.
1: Yeah, Jordan was with me the whole day. Because the lady's like, give me the baby, i hold the baby, because I was shaking, I, was in, I, was, I didn't know what to do.
0: Laniece stood outside the officer's blockade. Paramedics stood by too. Records show a special enforcement team rolled in with a dog. Special enforcement, as in SWAT. Think armor, access to military grade weapons. It was quite the crowd. Everyone stood there waiting. The block completely shut down. Billups didn't budge. It was a standoff. It's worth pointing out this shooting did not make national headlines, no national protests. To Nell Billups is no household name. What may sound alarming, the accusations that the shooting did not happen the way the officers said it did, is frankly not that out of the ordinary when it comes to police shootings. That's what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, in the 2014 fatal shooting of Michael Brown. Then-Officer Darren Wilson said Brown reached for his waistband, suggesting he could have drawn a weapon or hurt the officer. But some witnesses said Brown's hands were raised in surrender. Many of their accounts were later discredited by federal officials.
1: Officer Wilson says he warned Brown he would shoot if he did not get back, at which time Brown grabbed at Wilson's gun. He didn't say step back or anything like that. He started to pull my friend into the window. So the officer's trying to pull him in, and he's pulling away from the officer. He never once attempted to grab for this officer's weapon.
0: You can go back even further, way back to the 90s. When it was the Los Angeles Police Department on the national stage, L.A. had the original viral police video. It showed LAPD officers kicking and clubbing a black taxi driver in 1991. His name quickly spread across the country, Rodney King. The officers were accused of assault. The officers claimed King was the threat, that they were doing the job they were hired to do. The officers were acquitted, People took to the streets enraged.
1: Down here outside Parker Center where protesters have descended on the place. These are concerned citizens. We are the people. We are Rodney King's tears. No justice, no, no peace. peace. No justice, no peace.
0: Fires were lit all around the city. The riots lasted five days.
1: It's really hot. The heat's so really intense. It is really, really hot. It's like sticking your head in an oven from
0: this far away. Ronnie King and Michael Brown, now those are household names. In the case of King, there was also witnesses and video. And that's true for many cases that have received national attention. But you have never heard of Tunnel Billups. And you may not know that the LAPD is not the only major law enforcement agency that patrols LA County. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is about the same size as the LAPD, roughly 10,000 sworn, but they patrol different areas. Sheriff's deputies police unincorporated swaths of the county, parts up in the high desert and in the far reaches of the rural mountains, and they patrol cities like Malibu and Compton that contract policing services. It is the largest sheriff's department in the country, and it's a department that has been accused of corruption. But I'll get to that. What I'll tell you now is that we found at least 98 unarmed people that have been shot by law enforcement in L.A. County since 2010. More than half of those people were shot by sheriff's deputies. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department shot more unarmed people than the LAPD. More unarmed shootings than all the other police agencies in the county. Combined. It was a sheriff's deputy who shot Tennell Billups. Here's how the rest of that morning went. The bits I've learned from Billups, his ex-girlfriend, and government records. Phillips spent at least a couple hours hunkered down in the garage. SWAT officers organized outside. Phillips says eventually his adrenaline wore off. He was hit with pain.
1: Then I started seeing blood come out of my mouth, so I was like, wow.
0: The SWAT team finally brought an end to it. Lenise Phillips's ex-girlfriend, was too far away to see what happened, but she heard it.
1: I heard of more shots. And they said we got him. And I just seen Amalas, paramedics, everybody, police, every everywhere. And then they started taping stuff off. I'm like, oh my God, they killed him.
0: No, they gassed him. And Billups says, shot him with beanbags.
1: Trying to breathe that stuff in, I start coughing and feeling a lot of pain. That's why I crawled out of there. Like, I crawled out and I told him, hey, I, I'm not resisting. I, I need some help. I need medical attention. You know, help me, help me. Oh, they were saying he's resisting.
0: SWAT officer said he was on the ground with his hands under him. He didn't comply with orders. They sent in a sheriff's dog. But Billups told me he had surrendered. He was sprawled out on the ground when the dog came up snapping.
1: That was the worst part. When they let the dog loose, that hurt that it. Because the dog bite hurt worse than getting shot. Because you've got this big old dog and he's hovering over you and he's biting you, are looking at his teeth. You can't hit him because that's assault on a, a dog. I just was balling up and kind of like rolling around and, and I just looking at I'm looking at the dog and I'm looking at his teeth argh, argh, and I'm snapping at me, that's scary.
0: The dog ripped open his arm. Bilbs got to Saint Francis Hospital just after one in the afternoon. The trauma team had been waiting like everybody else. Medical staff noted an abrasion on his face. Bilbs told me officers kicked him in the head during the arrest. Staff gave Phillips anesthesia, slid open his abdomen. His kidney was damaged, and blood had pooled into his body. They emptied more than two pints of blood from his chest. They washed and stapled his dog bite. Phillips woke up in the hospital. He doesn't remember if he was cuffed to the bed, but he was under arrest. He does remember his family was not allowed to visit. Instead, he got a visit from sheriff's investigators. And not just any investigators. Homicide. They investigate deputy shootings. Sort out what happened.
1: I uh, I was really um, heavily medicated because I was under a lot of pain and stuff. So they was giving prescribing me some uh, morphine and stuff.
0: Investigators asked him what happened. Phillips had to decide how much to share.
1: I wasn't trying to put myself in a crime, but I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it. But at the time, I just said the first thing that came to my head.
0: He decided. To lie. He told investigators his car stalled, that he got scared because he was in rival gang territory. Billups was a member of the Santana Black Crips, its black gang in Compton, but the house was burglarized in another neighborhood. Billups then told investigators he couldn't be sure who shot him a rival gang member or an officer, as if the two could be mistaken for one another. He was trying to distance himself from the burglary. Over the course of the conversation, he says he learned the accusations against him were much more serious.
1: But all I remember is them coming in there telling me that I was um, charged with attempted murder on an officer. And, and all I remember was telling them I never shot it, I never had a gun, I never had shot at no officer. I know from my record, I know that I'm not supposed to be involved with any guns. So why would I be on parole Driving in my car that's in my name with a gun in the car. That's, 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 that don't make sense. I'm just asking for 10 years? Like, where does that come from?
0: Where? The accusation came from the same deputy who shot him, Deputy Gonzalo Enzunza. Investigators talked to Enzunza the day of the shooting. I know that from the transcripts of the investigator's interview. I tried to get Enzunza to talk to me, but he declined. So all I have to show for Nzunza's side are these official records. And they show these homicide investigators had reason to believe the deputy. The gun Nzunza tied to Billups was entered into evidence. Billups, by the way, was not charged with attempted murder. As he said, investigators claimed at the hospital. When Billups denied having the gun, investigators pressed him. It's in their report. They asked Billups, why then did witnesses say he had a gun? Billups replied... I didn't have a gun, sir. They pushed again. Why then was a gun recovered in this case? Billups, I don't know how you recovered a gun. And it was fired? Billups told me he was shocked and confused by this gun. The accusations sunk in. Billups had been charged with two counts of burglary, five counts of resisting an officer, another count of delaying an officer, illegal possession of a firearm, and four counts of assaulting an officer with a gun. He stood to be in prison the rest of his life.
1: At that time, I didn't know that they was going to have a gun planted on me and and talk about I was shooting, I pointed a gun. I didn't know none of that was going to happen. I didn't see that coming.
0: Over the weeks and months that followed, Billups developed a theory about this gun and the officer who accused him of pointing it.
1: So this is a throwaway gun he found somewhere or he had somewhere or they planted to cover up, so because he was already in trouble for some previous stuff, he was already under investigation for some previous stuff, from my understanding.
0: We'll get to that later.
1: So this would look bad on him if it happened again. So he had to cover up. He had to cover up. because He had to clear his butt because he he would been in deep water then. So he claimed, "Oh, here he had a gun." You
0: can't do that. No, you can't. If that's indeed what happened. Billups stuck to this part of the story. His public defender later argued it in court. I spent more than a year trying to figure out who's telling the truth. This convicted burglar who admits to having lied at first or the deputy. And I want to be clear that according to official records, Billups had this gun. This is not disputed by officials. That's according to the sheriff's department. That's according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, who charged Billups in connection to it. So it's a question of whether you believe this burglar, who eventually would plead guilty, or LA County officials, whom we entrust to uphold the law. Talk about weighing two sides. These sides don't even fit on the same scale. It's a heavy accusation, and Billups says he wants it known.
1: Is there any way that you you don't know how, who I can contact to try and get a um like another story, like a, a like keep my story out like bigger?
0: At first, I don't know what he means. Out bigger? Is he suggesting public radio is too small for this story? He missed that podcast serial. I can tell he's trying not to offend me. Because
1: this guy still an officer?
0: I tell him, yeah, as far as I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm trying to get, I don't want him to be working no more. I was wondering, how can I go about getting a lie detector test and publicly? Like, no. So they can see that, well, this guy told the truth. You know how face-to-face like 60 minutes do and come and talk like they can come to the prison and talk to him. You don't know nobody that can do
0: that? Phillips brings up this lie detector test all the time. He insists he can pass and wanted to do so in public, in front of millions of people. In a way, that's what we're going to do here. But there's no lie detector test. There's the evidence. And with it, maybe I can figure out who is telling the truth. The records I have, they came from Billups. The department declined to give them to me. But Billups, as someone charged with a crime, gets them. Let's start with a key piece of evidence, the gun. In the sheriff's investigative files, it was labeled item 16, one Lorson semi-automatic pistol. Investigators needed to test it for Billups' DNA. But first, they needed something from Billups. By this point, he had been transferred from the hospital to the L.A. County jail system, said to be the world's largest. It's run by the sheriff's department.
1: They came to uh, my uh, hospital bed. I was in the Twin Towers. They came to get DNA from me. And I'm like, man, why is y'all harassing me?
0: I don't have records of this interaction, so I'm going on Billups here. And he says, at first, he was resistant.
1: So I said, well, if y'all got the DNA, y'all got my DNA. I'd have been to prison. They didn't took my DNA. I mean the DNA database. Y'all should go ahead and run it with that. You don't need no more from me. And he said, man, don't be, he said, don't be so uh, mad, man. I said, man, man, y'all be, I'm gonna try to kill me, man. What do you mean? I'm not, don't be mad. I almost lost my life for nothing. I understand I was doing something wrong, but your officers are the ones that fall. You need to start investigating them.
0: But then Phillips thought maybe this investigator could help him.
1: And I said I wanted to take a lie. Det- is it possible that you can give me a lie detector test? He said, Oh, we don't do that. That's admissible in court.
0: Told you, he's always going on about this lie detector test.
1: But that would, and I'm telling him, would well, that show you that your that your your coworkers is corrupted? That's what sh- that'll prove. So y'all stop uh, 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 investigating me and then start investigating him. He like, yeah, whatever, man. You need to get yourself out of this trouble first. Yeah, I said, well, come on, man, just get it over with. Give me the DNA swab and I. I left. I, well, I told him I was getting dizzy, so I needed to get back in my wheelchair. And I went back to my wheelchair and went back to my bed.
0: Forensics experts processed Billups' DNA. They also swabbed the slide and the handle of the gun. They were looking to connect Billups and the weapon. According to the forensic report, they could not. The test picked up someone's DNA, but it didn't belong to Billups. The tests couldn't trace it back to him. I ran it by some experts. They said a good enough sample of DNA doesn't always slough off onto the things we touch. Investigators found something else. They found the gun didn't work. It couldn't fire. They photographed the broken firing pin and noted it in the case file. All this, criminal defense experts say can raise doubt. From the test, the gun is not positively his. And what kind of criminal carries around a gun that doesn't work? Points it at officers. The second thing I'll share now isn't from the crime scene. It's from Enzunza's past. Billups says it points to a motive for a cover up. Billups learned about it in the jail, of all places. Billups was in a wheelchair when he first got there. The shooting wound in his leg made it difficult to walk, and the surgery slit down his stomach still needed regular upkeep. That made it tough to maneuver in the sprawling jail. Phillips was always going down to the jail infirmary to get clean gauze stuffed into his open abdominal wound. There, he'd chit-chat with some of the other inmates.
1: I was down there getting my wounds cleaned at one time, and um, a guy was sitting next to me, and and I said, what happened? I seen his gunshot wounds to his back.
0: Phillips said the guy looked Latino. He could be a member of a rival gang. But still, the guy's gunshot wounds made Phillips think. Think about Deputy Nzunza and the other deputies who patrol South L.A. at a sentry station. Billup says he had to ask, was it a sheriff's deputy that shot him? Yeah, it was a sheriff's deputy, the man said.
1: And I said, it wouldn't happen to be a sentry station, would it? And he said, yeah. And I said, you know his name? he said, yeah, his name was Nzunza.
0: This wasn't Nzunza's first shooting. DA records show Deputy Nzunza shot at four people in seven months. A cluster of shootings like few others in the county in recent years. Billups didn't know the names of the other men Deputy Nzunza shot at. He had no way of getting in touch with them. But I did.
1: And that's when they pull up and they started shooting. I didn't hear, like I said before, I didn't hear no freeze. No, nothing. I just heard shots.
0: That's next time. Thanks for listening to repeat from kpcc our editor is evelyn larubia additional reporting from aaron mendelson production from james kim trisha tonko is our fact checker and our designer is katie briggs our music was composed and performed by andrew epin thanks to the kpcc product digital and engineering teams our senior producer is arwen champion nix i'm annie gilbertson